Hey y'all, Trey Cherie here with Picture Me Living, and I got a very special guest, Kay Bachi. Greetings. What up, y'all? Do you want to give out your Instagram information, all of that? Sure. I am Kay Bachi, entrepreneur, uh, brand curator for Trace Generation um, Tequila. I've been with the brand for about four or five years now. I'm going to start off with Cavarcia. In addition to that, I am a restaurant owner, nightclub promoter, festival and concert promoter as well. You can find me on Instagram at, at kbochi. That's K-B-O-T-C-H-E-Y. That is a hell of a resume. <laughs> I, a lot of us look up to you. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate this. it. I appreciate Thank you for it. sitting down with me. For sure. So all my guests, you can't skip this. All my guests have an icebreaker. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you two. Mm -hmm. First one, you got to name me five Will Smith movies. Ooh, five Will Smith movies. Uh, Independence Day, Bad Boys, one, two, three. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, they're all different movies. It's the same it brand. But, okay, okay. Um, all right, well, let me see. Let me see. Independence Day, Bad Boys, um, Ali, uh, Pursuit of Happiness, um, Hitch. Okay. Which one are your favorites? Ooh. I love putting people on the spot like this. You know what? Pursuit of <laughs> Happiness was a very good movie, but it was hella sad and hella depressing. Yeah. So because it was a true story of a man's yes. struggle. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was tough to watch. One I didn't mention that I liked was Concussion. Um mm -hmm. yeah, that was a big that was a when he came out with that film, it was around the time that um uh, I think CTE is the term right. that a lot of football players were right, going right. through and there was a lot of yeah. suicides and mental illness going on. Yeah. And um, they attributed that to CTE. And that movie was was actually based on a true story. So yeah. being an um, avid football fan, you know, I, I took notice to that. I felt like that movie was great. Yeah, he okay. did a great job with showing his range and speaking on something yeah. that was, yeah. at the time, you know, a really big deal in sports. Okay. That was on it. Well, I like doing these because I feel like I get to know y'all a lot better. Yeah, and for then sure. And I like to see y'all in the hot seat, sweat for a second. Absolutely. So the other icebreaker is more of your lane. Okay. Uh, give me your top five old Atlanta party spots. Ooh. So disclaimer, right? I've been in a club scene since I was probably about 15 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I would say professionally, if you will, um, when I got into college. Okay. So I go back. Um, <laughs> I think so, our generation does. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say Club Envy. Mm, good one. Mainly because they don't do high school clubs anymore. But at the time, like Envy was like the premier high school clubs. Nobody was in there to drink. I think we were drinking like, I'm going to think it was Red Bull. I think it was like crunk juice yeah. and water. And, yeah. you know, you're a we teenager. Thought we, was doing something. we thought we were doing something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. need no alcohol. We're not popping bottles. Yeah. Just the energy of the music and just being around your right. peers at an early right. age. So I got to put Envy on there. I'm going to say the library. For, yeah. The, yeah. The library was the wow. spot. Okay. Marietta Street. Um, during my college days, whenever we came home, um, you know, Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, or holidays, or just yeah. weekends, the library always still made you feel like you were in school because a lot of your peers, you know, around that same age yeah. went to the library. Yeah, right. Um, up there. Yeah, for sure. You have Velvet Room. Yeah. Um, now, I experienced Velvet Room, maybe not so much in, in its heyday because I was away at college. Mm -hmm. um, but I did have some nights at the Velvet Room. And Velvet Room was one place you can always count on the stars to come. Um, for sure. Yeah. Compound has been around 
for a while. I mean, it's closed now, but they're reopening soon, I heard. Mm -hmm. But um, Compound for sure. Yeah. I think of any club outside of Velvet Room, Compound probably brought you the most most star power and as far as longevity. It's been the most consistent part. For also. sure. And then last but not least, if we're only doing five, I would have to say Visions. Okay. Visions was the premier spot um, during its time. Like I remember when I when I first, well, not even not even when I first graduated and came back home from college, but towards my senior year when I would come home on breaks mm -hmm. and I would go, you know, get with my brothers and my cousins and people that were still in that space in Atlanta. Visions was like the upper echelon yeah. premier club to go to. Um, so my top five would be Envy, the library, uh, I think I said Velvet Room, mm -hmm. Visions. Compound. And Compound. So I got Compound with you. Esco was one of oh, my Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was yes. all over the radio. But Compound was definitely something consistent throughout my entire adult life. For and sure. And that's the place we wanted to get in or we knew somebody that we could Yeah. Get you run into a celebrity, a football player that yep. you knew or whatever. Like, Absolutely. That was definitely a consistent thing up until recently. And and then just clubs in Atlanta, period. Like, um, I mean, I partied in other cities, major cities, even partied abroad. But I think like with Atlanta nightlife, mostly every artist, every entertainer, every athlete has a home here. Yeah. You know, t whether it's a house, town home, apartment, whatever. So we see celebrities on the regular. So I right. think that just kind of right. amplifies the experience that people get when partying right. in Atlanta, period. So how do you feel about that phrase, everybody is a celebrity in Atlanta? Um, Yeah, no. I get it. But if I'm being truthful, it annoys me a little bit. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> being, being in the industry, Tell I feel like it. over the years, we've created this atmosphere where, yes, we do want everybody to feel welcome. But at the same time, it, it kind of took away the essence of VIP, right? Because if you know the owner, right. if you know the promoter, you know the manager, then there's no distinction between what general admission is and being VIP because, you know, let's just say I'm a cat who's from out of town. Yeah. I pay X amount of dollars to be in a certain area with, yeah. you know, within the club. Right. right to, you know, it's it's the experience. It's just like any other business. You know, when you go to a hotel and you yeah. travel, right? There's first class. Right. There's economy. Right. You know, there's basic. It's, here, it's what it is. Everybody feels like they're first Everybody class. feels the need to be. Oh, I know the owner, the promoter. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So I think, you know, it kind of took away from just going out and enjoying it in a sense. Because everybody wants to be VIP. Everybody wants to be a somebody. And then it's like, you know, because oftentimes when you're in VIP and most clubs, you know, it's kind of situated for you to kind of sit up higher. Like literally sit up high, like within the section. You're kind of looking down onto the dance floor. But when you create that atmosphere that everybody's VIP, then nobody's there to dance. Everybody's kind you know of sitting what? around staring. And that's what I was going to talk to you about. Um, do you think that that mindset is why there are no more dance floors and why everybody's standing around staring at each other and well, it's man, a cool person contest? Well, there are two ways to look at it. From an ownership perspective, I don't make a lot of money with the dance floor. Okay. The more sections I have, the more tables get sold, the more yeah. bottles that get sold because they're accompanied with the sections, okay. right? So if I have a if I have a, a venue mm -hmm. to where it's maybe only 10 tables as opposed to 20, you know, I'm depending on the general population of people to go make, and buy drinks and stuff. Go and buy drinks yeah. and so on and so forth. So whereas, you know, the average person may have paid Forty dollars to get in, they may spend another sixty bucks at the bar. Who mm -hmm. you know, who's to say? But when I'm selling a section, 
that price is already baked right, in, baked right. into it. So I know exactly what I'm getting. So you got to guarantee income. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, from that perspective, um, owners tend to shy away from having the dance floor type of nightclubs. And it's like, everything's yeah. like a glorified I, lounge. I miss that. Yeah. yeah I really sure. miss that. I and miss there are a few places now where you have a true dance floor. Yeah. It's just bar and sections and, you know, and then everyone's the kind of staring at you. Right, right, if right. If you're right. not in the section, right, so exactly. you feel like you're not as cool as those or guys. Or you don't feel a part of the yeah. part of the party. Yeah. And it's sure. very few sections where people are partying these days. I yes. love to see that, but most of the time it's a group of guys and they just standing around looking cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm better than you because I got a section. So, right, right, right. That kind of And then for that reason, you know, I don't necessarily like that, right? Yeah. Um, I take pride in my events. I try to make everyone feel like they're at home, like, you know, mm-hmm. like you're kicking in on the couch with your friends. Um, that's always kind of been my approach. And because of that, I've always made myself the life of the party because I okay. feel like my personality kind of dictates how the vibe goes, okay. whether that's yeah. who the DJs that you select, who's running your door, you know, right. servers, so on and so forth. But yeah, that's kind of my take on that. And speaking of life of the party, just for the listeners that, aren't from Atlanta or haven't partied with Bachi in Atlanta. He typically hosts the party. He makes you feel welcome. He's talking on the microphone. You're very current also with what's going on in the club and the music and all of that. So your parties are fun. Thank you. Very fun. Thank you. The party picture, though, of what's happening in Atlanta, though, as far as paying for parking. Mm -hmm. um, It's a meme out there right now. I just went outside. It cost $200. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to pay 40 to park, right? For a restaurant. Yeah. For a restaurant. I had to pay 40 to park. I got to pay 20 to get in. I had to pay to sit down or I have to wait for, you know, the birthday girls to get done with their mm-hmm. hour and a half birthday dance so that I could sit down. Right. So I guess I want your opinion of the Atlanta. And it's kind of like that everywhere now. It was, it was like for that sure. in Miami when I went. Yeah. It's only a few pl- places that. People are dancing anymore. Right. Most of the time is, you know, you got to pay to park or you got to pay the egregious Uber prices. And now I spent 200 before I even got in a club. Yeah. So it's not like a, it's not one answer, right? So you mentioned about being current. So what people have to realize is that it's a business at the end of the day. To own a restaurant is not cheap. To own a nightclub is not cheap. To own a lounge is not cheap. That doesn't mean you price gouge your customers, but at the same time, it's like, you know, everything has its fair share of checks and balances, right? The cost of food is up. Mm. Cost of alcohol is up. Yeah. The cost of everything is up since (laughs) COVID. So- and I we're can't, still partying. And, we're, and people are still yeah. going out, right? Yeah. So I can't give you prices that I was maybe giving you back in 2017, 2018, yeah. 2019, because I don't pay the same. Right. So if the price goes up, you know, on staffing and e- even the wages, right? Yeah. Like I remember prior to COVID, you could pay a cook maybe $15 an hour, mm-hmm. right? Cooks aren't going for that anymore. So- I have to up the I price on what it. I'm serving yeah. because I have my, you know, the, the wages of my staff right. isn't going up. I remember coming out of COVID, um, a big problem with a lot of restaurants and lounges just work periods that people were comfortable getting grants and loans and, mm-hmm. you know, getting checks. Right. Um, um, you know, cause they weren't working. Right. So it's like, Hey, I can still get that amount of money and I don't have to go. Why would I be rushing back to a job mm. where I'm getting hourly so they wages? Price went up. 
Right. So it's like, hey, I could sit at home and get this and right, do nothing. Right, right. Or I can come work for you and hope that people come here and spend the money. Yeah. So and and again, coming out of COVID was COVID plays a big part in all of this to this right. day. Atlanta was the only place that was open for almost half the year, if yeah. not close to we a year. We ain't really close for real. No, I think we you, you got six weeks. We got six weeks worth <laughs> yeah. of quarantine, right? Yeah. So a lot of we people was tripping over that. For sure. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of a, a lot of people from other cities, they all came here. Right, right. So we made a ton of money over those two yeah. years, you know, yeah. year and a half. And so the other side of it is I feel like owners and promoters, we got a little greedy, right? Because money was you know, money was in abundance. Easy. And if you give people who are, you know, no offense to anybody, but you give people who aren't used to having money, money that they haven't had before, the first thing that they're going to do, they spend it on things that they couldn't afford before. Right. right? So like, I remember going to Lennox and the line was wrapped around the block. Oh, yeah. And every Gucci store, every, every Louis Vuitton store. It was means every, for that also. Every, every yeah. Prada store. Yeah. And you don't typically see this many people spending right. that because that's expensive. Right. But when you, you know, when you're getting free money, you don't appreciate what you didn't work for. Right. So they spent mm-hmm. it freely. So, and you know. And sections. Yeah. Everything you can, listen, cars, um, hotels. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly feel like the nightlife industry boosted the economy in Atlanta for those six or seven or eight months because yes, people were traveling, but they were coming here yeah. to get out of the house to be yeah. entertained. Absolutely, you know the party. So in yeah. doing so, they're going to go to the hotels. Yeah, they're going to go to your restaurants. They're going to go mm. to the. They're going to go to the malls. They owe y'all All percentage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we understood. We understood it. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of back and forth with, you know, some of the things that, you know politicians were saying about and it just everything it all went hand in hand with, yeah. the, with the crime and the violence and mm-hmm. you know the influx yeah. of people yeah. and you know during that time is when a lot of protests and things were going on around the country and right. people were coming to Atlanta for that as well so you know it's, it's it's a lot it's not just it's not just one thing but to I know that was long-winded but to answer your question um, I feel like we have to have a happy medium find that happy medium because yeah. when I do my events you know even at the restaurant I tend to think of myself as the customer. What would I be comfortable paying? Okay. Regardless of what, you know, my money okay. is. I don't want to go and pay $40, $60 to park when it doesn't even cost that much to get in. That's a huge issue. That's you, a you huge get, you know complaint what I'm saying? in Atlanta right now. It costs to park everywhere yeah. to get something to eat. Or I got to Uber there right. so that I can avoid parking. And so. the good and bad thing is that, you know, Atlanta is the black mecca of America. Yeah. Um, I think we have the highest rate of female entrepreneurs in the country. Damn. So in saying that, that's that's a good thing. But at the same time, we create an entrepreneurial culture where yeah. everybody's trying to get money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody's really wanted yeah. to go and work for somebody else. That includes people like Valet. Yeah. That includes people like your security. Yeah. Right? Everybody right, right, has right. an entrepreneurial You're mindset. Right, right. So it's like, hey, how can I get the most out of what I'm doing? So, And that's know. why they charge what they charge to park. And I'm a valet girl. It's just safe. I don't want to park around the corner two blocks. I want I want my car safe. You know. So listen, I tell people like this: you may not like the price of valet, but you can go and park around the corner where your car is not safe, and risk somebody busting out your windows, breaking out your car. Risk your personal safety. Your personal safety, and you're probably going to end up spending more money paying your deductible paying through window. insurance yeah. or. Hopefully you have insurance. Yeah. It's going to be way more expensive than the $1,600 that, that you paid That happens a lot here in Atlanta. Uh, people yes. breaking in windows. And yeah. the deductible, the window being, what, $499. Your deductible is 500 You might as well just pay for the window. 
Exactly. So you were better off. I would just pay the $40 to valet. Valet. Yeah. Yes. I'd be mad about it, but I pay it. Because if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go ahead and pay for parking. For sure. And that's why they charge what they charge. Because we're just going to go ahead. Because to a certain extent, they know with certain people, they can get away with it. Yeah. Now, what is unfair is that certain valets will charge you based on what you're driving. I don't agree with that. Oh. Like, if whether I'm in a Bentley or if I'm in a Camry, just charging what you're, you know, because they, in their mindset, oh, you want premier parking. Yeah, but it's a Camry park next to my car. So why am I paying 100 (laughs) And they just paid you forty. And it's not necessarily premier parking. I want safe parking. Right. It's so, not based off of my car. Exactly. It's based off my safety. Exactly. So just charge what you're going to charge. So I thought of another point with the out-of-towners coming in with COVID. And a big complaint that we have as partiers, because I'm giving you the partier perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of places I go, I'm like, oh, that's for out-of-towners. Oh, that's for out-of-towners. I can't go get brunch on Saturday because a lot of out-of-towners are going to be there. Hmm? So what's your perspective on that? Did that shift after COVID or was that well, happening before? Because well, you know they party different. It's for different. sure. But here, here's the thing. The, what happened with COVID is unprecedented and it's never really happened in our lifetime. Right. Right. Amongst most generations. Right. So it presented a different set of problems that we weren't privy to prior. Prepared for. And a lot of things all. go in there, yeah. you know, just political, economics, just lifestyle and everything. Right. So a lot of things um, go, go go into that. But I feel like having been the only city that was open for so long, a lot of our regular hangouts became tourist attractions because they're seeing it yeah. from, you know, different states, mm-hmm. right? So when they come yeah. to Atlanta, hey, I want to go to that spot that I saw yeah. a little baby at, or I want to go mm-hmm. to that spot that I saw yeah. Ari at, or I want to go to the spot that's all over Instagram. I want to go to Slutty Vega. I want to go to Big Dave's Cheesecake. So, you know, what's commonplace for, you know, what's commonplace for us has now turned into tourist attractions right. for out-of-towners. And Atlanta still, now don't get me wrong, we're a very popular, you know, growing city, but we're still not Miami. Right. We're not Vegas. Right. You know, we're not Los Angeles. We're not New York, right? We are the. I think that's what makes us special, though, because we're not them. We're and not we those are places, a black mecca. right? For sure. And so we attract um, certain demographic of individuals yeah. that come here, and they want what they want. Mm-hmm. When you go to Vegas, you don't really question prices. It's Vegas. You, you expect don't. it. You're right when you go to Miami. It. You don't. It's by the water. You don't question prices. Vegas you just is do it. Expensive. You're gonna pay. Miami can be expensive. To get in the door. The Easy. cost of living in New York is high. The cost yeah. of living in LA is high. Yeah. You know, our cost of living is starting to go up. But we got away. We got away with living cheaply and giving people great experiences. So, you so know, my take changing. on it. My take on it is that I mean, I mean, look around. That five, seven years ago, half these buildings weren't even yeah. here. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it, beautiful. It, it's it's We're growing. growing. So. With growing comes inflation, inflation, and a larger population, yeah. and you know different demographics and of people coming here. <laughs> exactly. So I got to pay for this building. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna move on from the club conversation. Do you have any tips? Let's go there first. Do you have any tips for out of towners? Because I love our economy is growing, mm-hmm. and I do welcome people coming in. Um, people always ask me, people, my out of town friends, hey, I want to go to Boogaloo. Yeah. I didn't tell them about that. They saw you, they saw, you know, Boogaloo, they saw Ari getting the, you know, whatever hookah she had. They want yeah. her flavor. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll go on Sunday or whatever. But do you have any advice for out-of-towners coming in to party here? 
just be respectful. You know, um, I know people, yeah, simple for me anyway, people come from different walks of life. They're probably accustomed to partying and hanging out and doing things a certain Mm -hmm. way in their city. But, you know, Atlanta is truly Southern hospitality. I feel like we are very welcoming and inviting, you know, from people all over the world. But, you know, don't take that um, lightly. Don't take it for granted. (laughs) You know, um, there are certain parts of Atlanta where you have to be careful where you're partying, mixing and mingling. And there are other places where you don't have a care in the world. But as long as you're respectful, and I think that's with any city, but especially here, as long as you're respectful and, you know, you can go out and like, hey, listen, this is not the place to wear you know, certain clothes and come in here with a chip on your shoulder and you want to start a fight. Like, this is not that yeah. job for that in this certain element. And this is a very diverse city, but a very strong African-American culture and yeah. tradition. And, yeah. you know, we we take pride in that. Right. So, you know, just when you come into Atlanta, just be respectful and appreciate the right. city and all it has to offer. So what I'll say is, you said there are places for certain things. Mm-hmm. I would like, for lounges to say lounges. For instance, Sauce, your restaurant. Mm-hmm. I like to go there to eat, get a to-go plate for my son, maybe get a hookah. Um, I like for lounges and the food to stay lounge and food. Yeah. And then I want the party to stay where the party is. Exactly. To go to the club for you to you know celebrate and shake your ass everywhere. Right. But sometimes I go somewhere on Saturday for brunch with my son and... You know, one time for the birthday, chick is on. She over there dancing, bent over. We just going to get chicken and waffles. Yeah. That's what Atlanta has kind of turned into. And, and, and then some of these places, they are kid friendly. Yeah. So you have to understand, like, hey, this is not stand up on the couch, you know, and, and twerk some yeah. and shake. It's five-year-olds and nine-year-olds in here, right? I'm going to try to curate a list of places for you to go. Out-of-towners can go. Right. Dance in the middle of the day. But these places, you know, take your kids. If you brought your kids from outside. Yeah, some things are family-oriented. Yeah. Some things are just You go adults. here for dinner. Um, after dinner, you can go to this spot. So I might work on a little list. For yeah, I think that would like be that. great. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we have a lot of wonderful restaurants. We have a lot of Black-owned restaurants. Uh, yes. We have a lot of nightlife. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a place for all of that. Absolutely. I and think they all can. We not that they can. They all coexist yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty evenly. So let's talk about travel. Sure. You travel a lot and you don't post it. You don't post it. Why? Nah, I don't really do it for the gram. Okay. Right? If I'm going somewhere, I want to enjoy the experience. You know, every now and then I may post a trip or, you know, taking off or landing or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like if I'm going somewhere to enjoy myself, I want it to be that. I don't need to put on a show for those that are watching, okay. you know, online. Like, it's, it's not yeah. about that. Like... Nine times out of 10, if I'm going somewhere, it's mainly for leisure. I do travel for work, but that's few and far in between. But if I'm traveling for leisure, that's what it needs to be for me. It's me enjoying myself, you know, getting away from everyday work life or, you know, just wanting that break. Right. I don't need to take my break with a camera in front of my face. Hey, look at I like to see the pictures. When you post it, I'll be like, yes, I comment, I like it. Yeah. And I know, like, people do enjoy that because oftentimes people like to live vicariously, uh, you know, through you when they mm-hmm. see that you're traveling. But, you know, there's times where, hey, I'm out with my friends or yeah. I'm out with a certain somebody and yeah. I just want to catch that vibe, enjoy yeah. this boat ride, enjoy the water, enjoy right. this this restaurant. No, and I always tell people, if you're too busy recording the moment, you're missing the moment. You're not living in it. Okay. Right? I'm I'm cool with taking pictures, you know, for recaps and things like that. But right. it's like, 
I don't have to live through the photos. The memories in my mind will do just. Okay, so I'm going to paint you a picture of me at work. Just got out of a meeting. Uh, I'm about to go get lunch. I log on Instagram and somebody on vacation. That just made my day. <laughs> that just made because I'm not a hater. You know what right. I mean? I'm rooting for you. Right. I'm, I'm so happy that you got away from the hustle and bustle of this bullshit called life. And you in Cabo getting your liquor that tasted amazing, by the way. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I would like for y'all to post a little bit. I mean, I get what you're saying because sometimes so, it does take away from the moment. Right. And every and everybody has a preference. Yeah. You know, and, and what they do and, you know, what they like to do. If we're just speaking from life experiences, some of the best moments that I had traveling locally, abroad, whatever, mm-hmm. they weren't captured on anybody's mm, camera. My phone's down. My phone's yeah. down. I'm too busy enjoying it. Yeah. That I don't need to go and grab my phone yeah. and 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 again I understand taking you know the memories with you but it's yeah. like I'm having such a good time doing this mm-hmm. I don't need to be doing this all day because this is taken away from mm-hmm. my experience right if I'm having a conversation you know with you and we're out on the beach or we're out on a boat mm-hmm. I'm gonna remember how that conversation made me feel right I want to say maybe two trips ago when I went to Miami we were out on the boat and I was out there with a couple of guys and you know everybody's vibing and having a good time mm-hmm. outside of changing the music not one time did anybody get on their phone and those conversations and those moments are priceless i don't have any pictures to prove it right. but i know what the, what the memory and the conversation right. felt like and for me like that's what vacation is you know i feel okay. like a lot of times like you can go on somebody's social media and 90 percent of their pictures are in the bathing suit mm. referring to women but yeah just even with you know even with guys are just people in you know in general so for me, it's like, I'm not running away from life. And I feel like oftentimes people are so focused on running away from life rather than living it. And That's you live life you live life long enough, you're going to have good experiences, bad experiences, things to celebrate, things that you're disappointed in. But, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be an escape all the time. But every now and then you do need that break. Yeah. So, you know, my motto is I'm too busy enjoying it to be recording it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And before we started recording, we were talking about Cuba. I think that you really enjoy Havana. No Wi-Fi. You have to live in the moment. Even if you take pictures, you can't post them. Mm-hmm. You can't send them to your family. It's just your memory because right. there's no Wi-Fi. The classic old cars. The food is cheap. Um, liquor is good. There's parties everywhere. And you can't document it. Like mm-hmm. You can't let people know what's going on. So I think you would really sure. enjoy Cuba. You yeah. got to try that out. Some of my favorite places that I've traveled, I've always had a great time in Jamaica. Okay. Always a vibe in Jamaica. I've been to Paris. That was a great experience. I think I saw that in your story, like five, yeah. six years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was about, well, it was close to five years now. Went out there. It was a work trip, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was working with the liquor brand, you know, uh, they wanted us to visit like the vineyards and all okay. the things like that related. But it was just it was just a great experience seeing how they live, how their culture is different than American culture, from the smallest things to, you know, how they dress to what they eat. Yeah. You know, in America we're so used to large portions Huge of everything. Portions, yeah. You know, over there it was different. It was like yeah. everything was small portions. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, this is this is different. I promise you, I didn't see anybody out overweight, out of shape. You're not, you know, you're not everybody was slim and trim. France, you're not going to see. Right. Anything. And it just made me think like, okay, well, I can understand that because you guys aren't, you don't overly indulge. So does the food taste different f- to you? Definitely. 
Yeah. That's um, a big reason why you don't see overweight people also. Yes. Their food is fresh. Portion and quality. Yeah. It's yeah. a huge difference in the quality. Sure. And that's that's you know, because throughout high school, my stepfather, he worked, he worked for uh he worked for an airline. Okay. So we were able to fly for free. Really? I just never did it because I was scared of heights, to be honest <laughs> with you. So once <laughs> okay. I got over that fear and like, you know, I kind of regret, you know, all the trips it. that I missed out yeah. on. Cause now yeah. any chance I get, I'm out of here, you right. know. But um, that's one thing that I did pick up on when I started traveling a lot more was that the uh, the quality of food, mm-hmm. right? Even in Mexico. From, from Mexico yeah. to Jamaica yeah. to uh, I've been to St. Thomas, St. Bart's, Puerto Rico, Cabo. How was St. Bart's? I've never been Oh, there. man, it was a vibe. St. Bart's and St. Mm-hmm. Martin was a vibe. That's between those two places, those are some of the best best restaurants that I that I've experienced in life. Period. Been to Saint Love Martin, uh, yeah. Saint Bart's. I really want to go there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely great out. experience. For me, when it comes to traveling, I hate long flights. Okay, I've only been in Cali a handful of times. I just really four so and a half hours is too long. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, going okay. to Paris was my longest was my longest flight. I don't even recall how many hours it was. Maybe it was like twelve, thirteen yeah. or something. Yeah, but um, that was my longest flight outside of that. A quick flight to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm that's there. your comfy that's, spot. Right yeah, that's here. my go-to. Okay, you know, okay. As, as I get, that makes I, sense. I like to experience other places. Like, uh, you know, friends are always telling me about going to uh, places like uh, Bali and uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other spot? Maldives. I haven't been there. Um, yeah, one of my good buddies. You know, he's 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 um, a music executive, so he travels a lot, but mm-hmm. he's been all over the world. Um, I'm always jealous of him. He's been everywhere. He's always telling me like, <laughs> okay. "Bro, you got to get up. You got to move around. It's, it's so much. It's you know, so much of the world. So much of the world to so see. Much. So, eventually, I'll get there. Yeah. So right now, Paris is a hot topic on the internet because a guy made a viral video about how terrible Paris is. I mean, mm-hmm. he it was just like he sang a song about it. It was just terrible. It was stink. The food was disgusting. I've never had that experience, but I can see how people view it that way. Well, the one time that I did go, what shocked me was the poverty that I saw. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. I've always, you know, you think of Paris, think of the Eiffel Tower, yeah. you think of fashion, right? You think yeah. of everybody drives a Mercedes. That was, you know, that was no, my- just like that's- Yeah, you know, that, that was my ignorance, but- when I got there, even driving from now, mind you, my Uber was in a Benz, but that's like the standards. And that's their standard. Yeah, that's their standard. Yeah. So I, that was cool. Um, but you know, from the airport to the hotel, it was just droves and droves of tents and homelessness, mm-hmm. and I did not expect that at all. Uh, you know, I always thought of Paris as a super lux- luxurious, you yeah. know. City. That's where the fashion so, comes from. That's right, where all right, right, right. Go to get so that did that that did shock me. Yeah. And the same way with the, with the food. When you travel to these places, a lot of these places are still second and third world countries. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. kind we just kind of exploit the the bright spots in these places. Yeah. I remember. Um, I've been to the Dominican Republic maybe three times, mm-hmm. and I want to say maybe four times. It was either my third or fourth trip. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We were on an excursion, and it was so many kids living in poverty, so mm-hmm. many families living in poverty. Yeah. So from the beginning of the excursion to the end, you know, just us, you know, going to get on the 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 bikes and the I was gonna say ATVs, was it the ATV and, and the ATVs and all and that. You, you ride just saw, by it and you, you just and, like, you, and you see people like 
you I'm know, not a whole enjoying f- myself anymore because right. it, it was tough. It. it was tough because okay. this is a luxury for me, but this is their lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's them hard. At, yeah, like seeing people live like that and they're asking like, hey, do you have socks? Do you have shoes? It's like you're on vacation. You don't want to be bothered with that. But yeah. at the same time, it's like we're all human and you right. connected with that. So mm-hmm. I remember this one of these last trips. I was out there with a good buddy of mine and it was just like, man, you know what? Let's just give them the shoes we got on. We that's can take dope. this. We can take this bus ride barefoot back yeah, to the, dope. you know, back to the yeah. the fancy hotel. Right. That's all inclusive. You know, this pair of shoes, he may not see, we don't need these shoes. He may not see these pair of shoes for a year or so. So that was just a good experience and and it humbled me and made me very appreciative to understand like, hey, we come to these people's, you know, countries and cities for leisure and, you know, celebratory experiences, Mm -hmm. but they're still living their hardships every day where we go and celebrate. So that was a real humbling experience. So when you go to Cuba, make sure you do that. Yeah, Um, for sure. You could take uh, feminine items, you can take socks. they're extremely grateful for it. just things that we take for granted over here because we have access to it and right. it's easy. Um, just try to take an extra suitcase of that stuff, yeah. and it'll just. And even being lives. from um, African descent, my 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 mother and father born and raised in Ghana. Mm-hmm. My brothers and I were first generation born Americans, but I just remember like being young. Like I used to always get mad at my mom where she would take my old clothes and say, "Oh, we got to send them back home," and I'm like, "That's my stuff." You know, but as I got older and I matured, I understood the necessity of things that we take for granted. Right. Oh, I don't want to wear this anymore because it's last season or it's not in style no right. more. You know, those, you know, in certain countries, like they would love to have those things, yeah. right? They're, they're and that was beautiful that she did, y'all. Like, yeah, I know, for it, sure. It gives you like a humble spirit. For sure. It, it, it definitely, speaking from personal experience, it definitely put something in, instilled something in me yeah. from my parents of always wanting to be a giver and giving back and understanding mm. like somebody always has the worst of you. So be grateful right. for what you perceive to be small things. Right. You know, your, your grain of rice, figuratively speaking, your grain of rice is a meal to somebody right. else. So be appreciative of that. So, yeah. So if Paris, the longest fight you've been, t- been on, um, you haven't been to Ghana? Not since I was about six years old. Okay. So it's, it's been. When are you going? October, actually. Dang. I plan on I, celebrating. I, I was like, when we going? Uh, yeah, I, 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 plan, <laughs> I plan on celebrating <laughs> so my there. birthday this year in Ghana. My, um, we retired my mom back okay. home uh, about four years ago. Okay. Um, my my brother, my, my two older brothers, Dave, taking uh, trips over there. I just okay. I haven't gotten around to it. So okay. definitely plan on going this October, and I want to take some friends over there with me to experience it. Yeah. And see what Africa is really like. Yeah, I've been to um, Nairobi, Kenya, and ten- Tanzania. But I haven't been on the west side. I haven't mm-hmm. been to um, what's the one next to it? Nigeria. I haven't been to Nigeria or Ghana. Yeah, so or Ivory Coast. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I heard Ghana has a very beautiful tribute to you know slavery. Yes. So there's a castle that's on the coast. Mm-hmm. It's a huge tourist attraction. Um, so oftentimes, you know, when people go there. That that's where they go. And Ghana was one of the first. African countries to gain their independence. So if you notice really? a lot of, yeah, a lot of men, we take that. a lot of pride in that. A lot of American presidents, whenever they visit Africa for the first time, they typically go to Ghana oh, wow. to see like, Hey, what is the standard that you guys set? And you know, we're, we're a very, you know, I always tell people this, right. That don't really know when, when people figure out that I'm African, they all mm-hmm. say, Oh, you're Nigerian. Cause that's just the perception. Every, mm-hmm. every African mm-hmm. from Nigeria, but no, I'm, I'm Ghanaian. So okay. I tell people when they when they think of I'm like, you know, if you're comparing the two countries, think of Nigerians mm-hmm. more so as like New Yorkers, fast paced, 
you know, um, I ain't think about it. Aggressive in a sense, you know, not in a negative way, but just okay. they're on it, right? right. They're they're okay. they're go go go. Versus Ghanaians, we're more of the southern hospitality. Okay, more welcoming, more inviting. You know, more laid back okay. and resilient. So that's kind of like the nature of the two countries. So I'm seeing now, and, and I'm and you know I'm, I'm happy for it. But I'm seeing like a lot of people wanting to travel back to Africa, and yeah. Ghana is like the premier place yeah. that they want to go. I so. looked up flights. Um, Accra has a direct flight from. Um, Cause I'm all about direct flights, so <laughs> yeah. they have a direct flight from uh, JFK. Yeah. So that's a that's on my list for sure. Yeah, I didn't know that about Ghana and Nigerians. Yeah. And I didn't know Ghana had the um independence first. Yeah. That's what's up. So who has the better food? Do you know? No, oh, Ghana, hands down. <laughs> of course. We got the best jollof rice in the world. Really? Yes. I've um, seen that debate. I've seen you post that debate. I'm like, I don't no, know. No, no, you get deep. I can't even vote you get on deep. that. It's really? like it's like who has the best pizza, Chicago or New York? You got Chicago style pizza. You got, uh, okay, I get it. Okay. You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, but we we definitely take pride in that. But just all Africans, you okay. know, just the emergence of African culture to the western part of the world is a beautiful thing to see. I feel like everybody wants a piece of what what yeah, Africa has Kenya to offer. Kenya was a vibe when I went. Way different, but uh, from what I'm used to, right. I'll say. So was Bali, since you brought up Bali. That was just way different from what I'm used to. Still enjoyed myself. It's still a check in the box, and it's still something. Both of those, I would do again in a heartbeat. And I want to explore more. I want to do way more to that. But um, it was beautiful to see so many people that look like me. And even on one of our rides that we went on, a taxi ride, he just spoke so highly of Barack Obama yeah. and the excellence that they see from Africa over here. Sure. So he just named a bunch of people, and I was like, oh, wow. And my son was with me, and my son was just like bright-eyed, Amazing, like, yeah. yeah, give me an Afrobeats from Ghana, an Afrobeat star. Uh, Wizkid. Oh. Yeah, he's Ghanaian. I yeah. uh, Nigeria. No, nah, Wizkid is Ghanaian. Um, Burner Boy is probably the biggest mm-hmm. Afrobeat artist in the world. He's Nigerian. Um, Davido. Some people call it Davido. It's pronounced Davido. <laughs> yeah. He's also Nigerian. <laughs> Wizkid is the well, Wizkid and Burner Boy would be the same in my eyes. So, but they play all of that in Kenya. I yeah, mean, so every single even right. And, and, and as far as as far as you know how Afrobeat is, if you because it's still a new genre of music, but if you liken it to hip hop, you know hip hop started in the Bronx. Yeah, right. And then New York had its reign, and then right. you know Cali, the whole Death Row, right, and right. the West Coast had its reign, and then it came to the South, and yeah. never let it let, we, it, leave let it the South. We, hey, we got so, code. Yeah, so. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's similar in Ghana with Afrobeats. Um, Nigeria probably spearheaded the sound of it. Um, okay. part, you know, before it was Afrobeats, it was something called High Life. And that's what okay. my parents listened to when we were growing up. Really? It didn't have the notoriety that Afrobeats has, mainly due to social media and the internet and things okay, like that. Okay, I had to look that up. Yeah, yeah. but, you know... Um, yeah, so Afrobeats is definitely doing this thing, and it's a it's a great way. You know, music is inviting of all cultures, races, and ethnicities. Yeah. So it's just great that Afrobeats is doing what it's doing, and it's and every bringing more people to the culture of Africa for sure. Every single song is a vibe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very re- reflective of of the culture of people. Yeah, similar to hip hop. Yeah. So, what's your favorite trip? We're gonna end it with your favorite vacation that I've experienced or destination. Give me both. An experience in it, because I love experiences. Oh, man. Because um, you can have a great experience in Montana. You know? yeah, it don't no, have to sure. be the destination. Sure.
Man, I've, I've had some great trips. <laughs> <laughs> you got to post them. Right. <laughs> some too busy living them. I know. But right? my favorite experience, I'm not going to lie, I took a trip to Cabo. Okay. Um, it was for my whatever age I was that year, birthday. Mm-hmm. Mind y'all busy. <laughs> um, but it was my first time in Cabo. It was okay. my first time in Mexico. It was my first time in Cabo. Mm-hmm. And I took a group of friends. It was about 13 of us for okay. my birthday. Um, we had a gorgeous crib um, up in the hills in Cabo. Okay. Um, and we didn't do a whole lot of traveling or moving around. We just really enjoyed the house. One of my good homegirls, she's a chef uh, and restaurant owner now. Mm-hmm. So she did all the cooking. We had, a, you know, we had a few okay. people come in and that's what you know, I was going to ask. Did y'all there. have a chef? Yeah, I mean, we had her in the house, right. um, and we had a <laughs> chef come in one night. But you know, just here's the thing about traveling: it's never, it's never so much where you're going; it's the people that you're with. And I love Bingo. traveling in groups. Um, so that was just a great experience. I would say maybe one A and one B was probably. I went on a trip for a good buddy of mine his mm-hmm. uh, his birthday. And we went to uh same same uh Martin, the same Bart's. Oh, so that was the same trip. It was the same trip. Okay. So his wife did a great job in planning everything. Okay. They had it mapped out from morning, yeah. noon to night. She had it mapped out. So you out. ain't have to do nothing. No, all we you had to do was show, show up. up. Okay. All we had to do was show up. And that was the best part about it. It wasn't like, was so things. what y'all want to do today? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just like it was already there. The boat rides, yeah. um, the restaurants, the yeah. vibes, the energy, the people, you know, the hotel, everything was top right. tier. So I, I would probably say the Cabo trip for my birthday and then the uh, St. Martin, St. Bart trip. Had a okay. great time both times. Yeah, absolutely. So, so are you the traveler that likes to do a lot of stuff on a trip or? No. You want to? <laughs> I'm you not. You definite about it. Yeah, nah. Because my thing is like, when I go on vacay, I'm going to vacay. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm cool with an excursion here or two there. Yeah. I don't need three days of mapped out events. Okay. I like okay. to, you know, it's because one day. That's if, me. And then here's the thing about <laughs> going with a group, right? See, if you if everybody's in like the like if it's like a nice Airbnb mm-hmm. or like a nice crib VRBO or whatever, if everybody's in the, in the house, it's the conversations that I enjoy, the camaraderie of it. Yeah. But it's like if everybody's like, you know, if, if we're at a resort and, you know, everybody got their own room or whatever, yo, the bus is going to be here. It's, yeah, I don't like it. Because I may not be with what y'all was on last night. I may want to get up and go do breakfast every time y'all are. Yeah. So. I say that all the time. I don't do resorts. Um, I like the intimacy of Airbnb. I like the intimacy, even if I'm going with just a small group. Like, we're already together. All right. But I also know that I like to move around a lot. But you ain't got to move around with me. You can sleep in. Mm-hmm. You can do your own thing. Mm-hmm. We can meet up for dinner later. For sure. Yeah. You got me wanting to get on the flight right now. I'm Look, not even I, I stay ready. I'll stay ready. You got any questions for me before we go? What are some of your travel destinations for the year? Italy is next. I'm off okay. the coast with a group of uh, friends, one of my Insta-famous friends. that um, She's definitely going to capture the moment. For sure. Way more than me. If you think I post my travel stuff, she is. But it's always good to have at least that, <laughs> that one person who you know yeah. you can count on to get the, to get get the, the photos shot. and the videos for sure. She's going to get the shot. Yeah. Even if she ruined the moment, she's going to yeah, get the shot. Yeah, all good. Yeah. She's going to make it happen. Love it. Um, but yeah, that's it. All right. That's it this year. I'm, it's It's been a calm year because I went to Africa in February. All right. And that was a lot. That was a lot of money. Yeah. That was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, visas to get into Africa. Um. The difference in the food. We were sick for a couple of days. Mm. Um, that was a lot. But I loved it. Well worth it. At least you have the yeah, experience. So I loved it. 
But yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it's been thank a great you. conversation. Thank um, you. I enjoyed this. And yeah, shout out to all my travelers out there. Enjoy, love, and live life. And I want to see pictures from this Ghana trip. I promise. <laughs> we can shake on that. You got my right. right. I have I have no choice. I have no you choice. You can wait till you get back to post it. For you sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll right. be a full-blooded tourist when I get out there for that. Thank y'all for listening. See y'all next time. Peace and love.